Hi, everyone. Dr. B here again. Thank you so much for joining me for another episode of Ask the Dentist. So this whole concept of people, patients, readers, listeners asking a question, it's it's very helpful for you, I hope, but it's also helpful for me as a provider. For a professional that is used to teaching and giving out advice, it really is humbling, not only humbling, but very useful to get questions because we forget being professionals. We are a little short-sighted and blindsided for many reasons, but it's important to listen to our audience. So last episode, someone asked, I think it was Amber. Amber asked a question about this fluoride shaming, and we talked about it. I thought it was a great question. Going to see her new dentist, and then everything was going well, except they really were very upset that she did not want to have a fluoride treatment. So today's question is is useful because it reminds me that I can complain all I want. I can point out everything that is bad out there that we shouldn't be doing, but I, I need to also discuss solutions. And, and I did hint to that in that previous episode, ashamed for concern about fluoride. I think that's the episode I'll be that I'm referring to in right now. But I did refer to a solution and, and I don't want to talk more about it. I really do. It's not available yet, but I am involved with the people that are formulating it and bringing it to market. And there's very little I can say about it, but I can talk about it conceptually and it will give us a solution to for what Amber had, and that is, you know, fluoride, the only option and being shamed for not accepting that. And again, we know enough about fluoride to know that this is something we don't want in our mouths. We don't want it. We don't want to absorb it, whether it's swallowing it or just just the pre- mere presence of it being in the mouth. It gets absorbed into the bloodstream. It goes to the brain. It goes to many different organs. It's It's a neurotoxin. It's a forever chemical. In some ways, not technically, the body can get rid of it, but the effects are forever. And so it's serious enough to consider it in in that way. Again, we don't want to be exposed to it. We have to get it out of our water, drinking water, out of our toothpaste, and out of our fluoride treatments at the dentist, the varnish, the fluoride treatment. So, so anyway, so today we've got a question. I think it's from Ireland, and it's it's about what are the alternatives if if we're saying if you and myself as well say no to fluoride treatments and to fluoridated toothpaste and saying no to drinking water or at least filtering out fluoride out of our drinking water, then what are the alternatives? Is there an alternative for our children for fluoride varnishes? And the answer is yes. And it's been around for a while and it is here already in toothpaste and it is coming soon in the varnish. So I'm going to talk about that, but let's first get to the question and then we'll go right into the answer. I think you'll find this very interesting, but more importantly, very encouraging. There are solutions coming and they are wonderful. I have a question about fluoride varnishing on toddlers' teeth. What would be the alternative treatment? Hi, Debbie. Thanks for asking that question. It prompts me, reminds me to provide solutions. So let's back up a little bit. Let's talk about what that fluoride varnish is that you mentioned for toddlers. This is the fluoride treatment up until age 14 here, at least in the U.S. It's covered by insurance. This is a big moneymaker for dentists. I'm just throwing that out there. You know, if it's worth doing, it's important. But if it's not worth doing and it still makes it's a big profit center, then it gets complicated. I'll leave it at that. But I think you know where I'm going with that. 
So fluoride varnish, it's a highly concentrated form of fluoride. It's typically around 5% sodium fluoride, which is a lot. If you compare it to toothpaste or fluoride in the water, it is extremely much more concentrated. It's a big hit. And it, this is applied to the tooth surface after a cleaning. After the teeth are very clean, the thinking is, is that the teeth will be more likely to remineralize or repair themselves if we hit it with a lot of fluoride. If it's just a swish or a foam, it's very short-lived. The varnish actually has chemicals in it that allows it to be painted on kind of like a shellac or a, or a car wax. And it only lasts for about three or four hours. The irony is that it's not about the fluoride contacting the tooth. It's the, the material, the fluoride, with the carrier paint-like, glue-like material that's holding it onto the teeth. Again, those are the, that's the only inanimate object in the mouth. Smooth surface, something that you can stick something to. You can't paint the oral mucosa and expect it to stick. But So we're using the teeth to kind of hold this varnish or wax coating, whatever you want to call it, and allow it to get fluoride into the saliva. In other words, let it leak into the saliva and keep the levels of fluoride very high in the saliva for two to three hours, which can recalcify teeth. I mean, that's what fluoride does. It comes at a cost, of course. It's, it's very toxic. It does get absorbed through the oral mucosa and can go to the brain via the bloodstream. This is something that we now know happens. We've got plenty of studies that support this. The studies are from all corners of the planet, and they all pretty much agree that this is a neurotoxin. It has direct effects on any brain. It's especially sad if it's on a developing brain. So but anyway, the fluoride does work, but it sounds like you are looking for an alternative and you know that fluoride, that this varnish is not good to have twice a year when your child goes to the dentist. Varnishes have been around for a little bit. It's not permanent. It does adhere to the teeth. It's supposed to stay there for several hours, two to three hours. It depends on many things. It sticks to enamel, dentin, and cementum. Those are the three external surfaces of the tooth. And again, it, it does help remineralize the tooth surface, but it's more about the content of fluoride being released into saliva. And saliva is the reservoir of building blocks for repairing and remineralizing teeth. I've said that over the years so many different times. But the good news is that normally, if, you're, if you don't have fluoride, if you're not being exposed to fluoride, there are other building blocks that are there naturally, hydroxyapatite being one, we'll talk more about that in a few minutes, that are actually better and safer and are biomimetic. In other words, that's the material that's that your teeth are made up of, not fluoride, but hydroxyapatite. So, but anyway, but we, thinking that we are can make things better, that's the human, one of our attributes of thinking we can make it better than nature, which is ridiculous, typically. We have created all these products. I think there are 30 or 40 different fluoride containing varnishes on the products today. I did use them early on in my career, I, I admit. And the problem is not, I mean, the problem certainly is the amount of fluoride, extreme high concentrations of fluoride in varnishes. But I think it's also another discussion we need to have is what are the adhesives in there? There's a difluorosilane, Google silane and how it needs to, actually that's used in the application of composites, plastic fillings in the mouth. And But Google silane, S-I-L-A-N-E, and read about how that has to be handled with a hooded vent nearby. 
When was the last time you had a hooded vent sucking in air over you while you were having your fillings done or replaced at the dentist, right? There, polyurethane, bases, shellac, black's not too bad. And then certainly the amount of fluoride in there. They also use resins, bis GMA resins. They also use alcohols. There are a lot of chemicals in there that allow it to stick to the teeth for two to three hours. So that's a big concern for me as well. There, there are so many things to worry about. Whenever we as humans think we can create something better, there's there's always maybe a step forward, but there's certainly sometimes or often a full step backwards, even more sometimes. We're creating more problems than than we're solving. So that's why I'm not keen on varnishes, fluoride varnishes, even if it didn't have fluoride in it, there are a lot of chemicals in there. So again, are there alternatives? And we'll discuss that in a minute. But varnishes are pretty new in the US, maybe 10, 15 years. It used to be a fluoride treatment. The varnish stays on longer. They're also widely used in Europe and Canada. Scandinavian countries use it. There are lots of studies that say it, it was a good dental caries prevention therapy, although the FDA does not recognize it for that. It only recognizes it for desensitizing the teeth, sensitive teeth, put on a lot of fluoride, that will calm them down a little bit, but not as an anti-decay agent. So that's interesting. There's just not a lot of good studies on, on this. Again, the the economics of it came out, you know, have been promoted first or or have promoted, helped promote these products and the need for it, other than the real efficacy and and therapeutic nature. So again, very typical in today's market. Got a great idea. Let's say it's going to make us a lot of money. Let's put it out there and see if it sticks. Anyway, it's still being applied in, in dental offices, but a lot of parents and patients are pushing back because they are afraid of fluoride. They should also be afraid of what's in the varnish. And the episode that I hope precedes this one we talked a lot about that, that shaming of not wanting the fluoride treatment. So, okay, so where do we go from here? What? Let's talk about alternatives to the fluoride varnish. All right, Debbie, so are there any alternatives and are they good alternatives? And the answer is, in the U.S. right now, I don't know of any alternatives to what we're using in both categories, the chemicals that are used to allow this to stick in the in the mouth to teeth in a wet environment with a tongue that's swooshing around and and fluoride the amount of fluoride the ridiculous amount of fluoride that's being put into these varnishes so right now the only viable alternative would be a biomimetic material which has been in use now in the world in Japan but also in Europe it started off in Japan for over 40 years using a natural product that is already present in it's one of the building blocks of enamel and dentin, and that is hydroxyapatite. And it is now in the U.S. It is in toothpaste in the U.S. at very small concentrations, safe concentrations. There's a nano and micro version. I've talked ad nauseum about that and the safety of it. But first of all, would that work well in a varnish? The answer is yes. We do have some studies on that. And then what strength would be required for it to work well? And there's some discussion and some controversy, not as far as safety, but how much do you have to add? And if you add too much, are you wasting money? Because it is expensive to isolate hydroxyapatite, especially in its nano form. So that's going on right now. I, I am in touch with the people that are formulating this. It hasn't been manufactured yet. And so far, things look very promising. The other concern I have is, are the, are the chemicals that allow this stuff to stick to your kids' teeth for two to three hours. And the, there's very good news there. There are plenty of natural 
plant-based substances, chemicals, whatever you want to call it, adhesives that will work very well in the mouth. One happens to be a prebiotic, right? Wouldn't that be great? And then certainly, why not add a few more things in into these varnishes? And I'm not going to go through the list of what's, what's on the list because I, I would be giving away some propriety information, but there are plenty of other things that would work in conjunction with the hydroxyapatite building block of teeth, pieces of calcium that would help remineralize teeth without the side effects of fluoride, the neurotoxicity of fluoride that would act as well, if not better than a fluoride-based varnish. So these products are coming. I think there is one available in the European community, in the EU. It's based out of Germany. I think it's Carex. If I find a link to it, I will put it in the show notes, but most Europeans are probably aware of this. If your dentist is not using it, find it and just have the dentist buy you your own private stash and use it when your kids come in. I recommend that to to many patients. If the dentist is not willing to buy it, buy it yourself. You may have to have the dentist buy it because you need a dental, dental license to buy these things. And But most dentists are okay with that. And you can bring it with you. You can store it at home. So, But in the U.S., nothing available yet, but it is coming. And I think I alluded to a date. I'm hoping for late Q1, early Q2 next year, 2023. And these are varnishes that will allow you to you know, help your kids and, and help them remineralize their teeth without having to worry about all the chemicals and the fluoride in there. Now, here's the problem, though. Will insurance pay for this? And most dentists will want that or need that for them to switch over. So there, there, there are many problems to be addressed and many obstacles, of course. It's, it always comes down to economics. That's normal and, and needs to be appreciated. So, But you'll hear me talk more about this. I certainly will help promote this product. And certainly these this company that is formulating it is trying to get the insurance companies to accept it under their code structure, code fees, all of that. Again, that, that's a very political game that is played, but it would make sense that they would because insurance companies do want low utilization of their plan. And that would mean doing something inexpensively to prevent cavities because certainly giving a fluoride treatment or a better yet, a hydroxyapatite treatment twice a year is much cheaper than fixing cavities for the insurance company. So there is some incentive there. But anyway, so can't say much more than that other than I wanted to give you some hope, give you a solution. In the meantime, I would just say no to the fluoride treatment, address the root cause of decay, dry mouth, diet, supplement. I again, have spoken about that many times. We have articles on that. I'll try and link to to one of them and to kind of get you started on that journey of gathering information. And again, this is the beauty of getting asked questions. It kind of forces me to also provide a solution. So I'm hoping that we will be having this conversation again. I probably will do a dedicated episode to the new varnish when it does come out. And again, in the meantime, use a lot of toothpaste two or three times a day with your kids if they are cavity prone and make sure it is a hydroxyapatite based toothpaste. There are plenty of options. I have them in our store on askthedentist.com. In the search bar, put in toothpaste and you'll see all my toothpaste have uh, recommendations have hydroxyapatite in it. That is really the most efficacious and safest 
toothpaste on the market. Will it filter down to varnish? Absolutely. It's already in process and happening, and you will hear more about it here. Stay tuned. I will give you all the latest information on that. Something, a product that I will have in my cupboards that I will use. I have sensitive teeth and a varnish occasionally in the winter after a long day of skiing or any other drying events or acid events. If you're drinking wine or coffee or or out and about at parties over the holidays, there are times when you really would need a varnish that you could apply at home. So anyway, I hope that's good news for you, Debbie. And again, I appreciate the question very much. You know, why do these products exist is a question you may ask. And, you know, it's hard to say. Is it cheaper to make a fluoride varnish than it is a hydroxyapatite varnish? Perhaps not in volume, not once the initial formulation is made. The industry follows the professional recommendations and the professionals, I'm talking about dentists, right now are still on the fluoride bandwagon. So the only way this is going to change, it, it, two, two ways. The first way and probably the least likely or, or the slowest moving will be a change in the curriculum, how dentists are educated. That may happen, but there will be a good 10 to 15, even 20 year delay on that. The other way this will change is by the voting of the dollars spent by the consumer. And that could happen in a matter of years. And again, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm very happy to have this platform where I can educate and point this out to everyone. So it's time to start pushing back on these fluoride varnishes. And maybe that'll make the dentist look at alternatives, which will be appearing on the market early to mid next year. So again, good to be a little paranoid. Only the paranoid survive, or maybe they live longer, right? At home uh, for the last 30 years with my family, even my extended family, I, I have this reputation. I'm often referred to as Mr. Inconvenient Truth. And that's because I analyze everything that comes into contact, everything that's in our house, in our air, everything that we touch, everything that we eat. I want to know what's going on, especially if we are exposed to it a lot. So there's no reason why we shouldn't be questioning these fluoride varnishes for not just because of the fluoride content and the strength, the concentration, but also because all of all the chemicals that are in the varnish, just like toothpaste, there are chemicals in toothpaste to make the paste. That's not the the therapeutic ingredient. <laughs> it's the calcium or the, you know, the hydroxyapatite. It could be arginine, it could be prebiotic, but it's not all the rest of the crap that they put in there to make a nice homogeneous, bubbly, you know, sudsy paste. And it, it's the same with varnish. So great question, Debbie. Thanks. Always question all of it, especially for your kids. If you have any questions in regards to hydroxyapatite, the toothpaste that are out there right now in the States, in the US, these are small boutique companies that are providing these products. Thank goodness. Go to our, our store. We have an affiliate store on askthedentist.com. All of the toothpaste recommendations I have there are hydroxyapatite based. Again, this has been in use in Japan for over 40 years. It's been in Europe, maybe 10 years. It's just coming now to the States and it will be in our varnishes soon. We have alternatives and solutions. So if you have any questions in general, go to speakpipe.com slash ask the dentist. I will listen to them personally and try and answer them all. I know I don't, but I will get to them as soon as I possibly can. If not each individual question, at least I know what people are asking about. That's important. And lastly, if you are afraid or have been shamed about 
pushing back on fluoride, and unfortunately this happens, find another dentist. If you go to a functional dentist, they that's one of the pillars of functional dentistry, and that is not to create any harm and to to question everything that we put in our mouths. And and that's important. And I know you know that, and that's why you are listening. So again, I would go to go to our directory, go to askthedentist.com slash directory. I'm not sure we have anyone in Ireland, Debbie, assuming that's where you're from or, or asking the question from. I know we have some in England, but that it is an international list. So keep checking back to that. Worst case scenario is that you can talk to one of them. A lot of these dentists will do teledentistry. You can get advice from them. And then just see your local dentist for the clinical work, not necessarily for the decision making. So anyway, hope I provided some solutions this time around and more to come. So keep asking and I will keep answering. Thank you so much for your attention and for the the, the reviews. Thank you. I really appreciate those. And mostly I appreciate your interest in oral health. It's so important and it has global implications systemically for your family, for you, for everyone. So keep it up, keep asking those questions and I'm here for you. Thanks a lot.